probably to be one of the most important messages I've preached in a long, long time. I want you to listen on purpose. I want you to pay attention. I know you've just enjoyed some great music, some great bluegrass music and singing. But please listen as we uh, approach what I think is maybe one of the most important messages you've heard in some time. I want you to listen and take it in today. If I don't shut this door, it'll drive me crazy. So, Second <laughs> so, uh, Timothy chapter 2, uh, Paul writes 1 Timothy to the church. 1 uh, Timothy is one of his last books, so he writes it to the church. 2 Timothy is a lot more personal in nature. He, he, he challenges his son in faith, Timothy, and it's very personal what he gets into here to Timothy. It's almost like just a personal letter to his son of faith, to his dear friend, his companion, Timothy. It gets very personal, but it's inspired scripture. It's something we need. And I want to read a couple of different passages, and then I want to talk to you today simply what I like to call don't give up, endure. Don't give up, endure. Bring me that, uh, that thing, because I won't just stand here before it's over with. I will be moving around some. He's going to bring me a wireless mic that you can hear better, and we'll get everything on, because I will not stay up here. Most of y'all know that. I will wander off here in a minute, and if I have this wireless, it will record better, and you can hear me better. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, we'll begin in verse 1. And me and Mike's just for some reason don't get along. So if you're my own, do I need to turn this? Whoa. <laughs> Everybody can hear me now. Thank you. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you're not, if you don't have a Bible, listen. And I'll read this for you. Then we're going to read a couple more verses as well. Paul says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Now listen to this. You or thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There's that word. Endure. Endurance, endure hardness as a good soldier. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man strives for the mastery, yet he is not crowned except he strives lawfully. And the husbandman that laboreth must first partake of the fruits. Consider what I say the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to the gospel. Now look over to chapter 4, beginning in verse 5. Paul writes, and this is the end of his life. But watch thou, be ready thou in all things. And here's this word again, I have it circled. Endure, endure, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. And Paul says this. 
for I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my race. I have kept the faith. Now one more verse. Look down at verse 10. Verse 10, Paul simply says, in verse 9 he says, Come quickly, shortly unto me, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Earlier in the book of Philemon, he calls Demas a fellow laborer. In the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, he calls Demas a fellow friend and worker. Now he says, Demas has forsaken me. I want to talk to you this morning. Don't give up. Endure. Two places in our passages. In verse 5 of chapter 4, in verse 3 of, of chapter 2 is the word endure. Endure. I want to challenge you today. Too many people start the Christian race and don't finish. Endure. Let's pray. Father, speak to our hearts from your word. Thank you, Lord, for what we've already heard. Thank you for the way our hearts have been stirred. Thank you, Lord, for the singing and for the, the instrumental music. And thank you for the challenge of this morning. But Lord, I pray we'll block out any distraction in these next few minutes. We'll be open and honest and allow you to speak to our hearts. Thank you for being here with us today. We give you this service in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I honestly believe this is as important a message as I have preached in a long time. Not that every Sunday is not important, but I want you to pay close attention. I want you to listen on purpose and say, God, speak to me. The, the truth is, statistics show People are leaving the church and the Lord at an alarming rate. Paul said, Demas has forsaken me. He's left, having loved the present world. And I see it more and more. People walking away from church, giving up, quitting on God, leaving, and the sad part, never to return. I've been doing this almost 35 years now. And the truth is, it seems today like never before do people face more discouragement, more hard times, and it's easy. And I hear it. Preacher, I just can't take it anymore. Or it could be somebody gets their feelings hurt, something is said or done, and the next thing you know, people are gone. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't get sidetracked. Don't quit. Don't quit. I went to a pastor's conference many years ago, pastor school in Hammond, Indiana, pastor by the name of Jack Howells. And uh, he and this conference, as all these pastors, thousands of pastors were there, uh, he was preaching somewhat of a message along this same line to, to pastors and to Christian workers. And he took out the dictionary. And you know what I'm about to say, I hope. He took out some scissors and he turned over and he held up the dictionary to the word quit. 
And he said, preachers, when you get home, and he took out the scissors and he cut out the word quit out of the dictionary and said, cut the word quit out of the dictionary. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't look back. Press on. Keep going for the Lord. Give your best for God. He gave his best for you. I heard a story about uh, Dr. R.G. Lee. Dr. Robert G. Lee. Robert Lee was the pastor of the great Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Later, Dr. Adrian Rogers became pastor after Dr. R.G. Lee. Dr. Lee was 89 years old. He had since stopped pastoring there in Memphis. And he would just go from occasion to fill in or to preach and preach revival. And especially to preach his famous sermon, Payday Someday. Had a great sermon entitled Payday Someday he would preach and he preached all over the world. He would normally wear his signature outfit, 89 years old. He would wear a white suit with a red tie, 89 years old. He was in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I heard this story. And while he was there, he was, this was a Friday. He was staying in a hotel. The pastor was going to come get him. He was coming down the elevator and a group of thugs, young thugs, got on the elevator with him hit him in the head, beat him up, took his wallet. When, they, when the elevator got to the bottom, Dr. Lee was collapsed on the floor. They called the uh, ambulance and took him to the hospital. If you can imagine with that white uh, suit, there were blood over the suit and he had a gash in his head where they had hit him in the head. Took him to the hospital and took a few x-rays and they told him, you really need to stay the night. You have a concussion. And he told uh, uh, the doctor, he said, doctor, he said, uh, there are a lot of people coming to hear me preach in Oklahoma City in this church. And he said, I, I need to go. The doctor said, yeah, but you've got a concussion. You really need to stay. He said, well, he said, I, I reckon it'll be there tonight uh, after I'm done. So I'll just come back tonight after I preach. He said, because God wants me to preach tonight. And he went in that same suit with the blood on that suit and preached his message, payday someday. And 12 people got saved that night. And Dr. Lee said, you know, don't give up. Endure. Keep going. Don't let anything sidetrack you, get you off course, cause you to get sidetracked in what God wants you to do. What does it mean to endure? Endurance. Endure. To endure means to hold oneself up, to bear, to forbear, to have fortitude, to persevere, to remain. I like that. To remain. Yes, it means don't give up. Endure. Don't quit. I, you, don't, you probably already know this, but the Christian life is not always going to be easy. God never promised that the Christian life would be perfect, that you would never have a problem. All God has promised us is he would be with us and he would not pour, but, pour, put more on us than we could bear. He will see us through. He will never leave us nor forsake us and he will help us in every situation. Truth is, by God's grace, may we determine today not to look back, 
not to quit, not to give in, not to get sidetracked, not to throw in the towel. Have you ever seen that? Some of y'all remember that uh, uh, Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard fight many years ago. It was a, a big fight, Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard and about the middle of the fight, Roberto Duran's group threw in the towel and it was no moss, no more, no moss. Threw in the towel. Give up. I'm not going to fight anymore. We don't need to throw in the towel. We don't need to give up. We don't need to just get... See, we need to endure and to keep going. Uh, what does it mean to endure? My, my late grandmother, bless her heart, would say to endure means to keep on keeping on. Just keep going. Keep going and keep on doing what God wants us to do. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The Christian life is not a 50-yard dash where you start off and you go and it's over. The Christian life's a marathon. There are going to be some hills and some valleys, some mountaintops and, and some, some low valley points, but you keep on going. You press toward the mark. You let God help you and be your helper and you keep on going. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't get sidetracked. I want you to look at three things real quickly this morning. Look at chapter 2. You see endurance pictured. It's amazing what Paul does. Paul gives us three pictures. You know, somebody said a picture is worth a thousand words. He gives us three pictures here of endurance. The first picture is found in verse 3. And verse 4, it's the picture of, a, of the army or a soldier. Look right here. Therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That word endure, uh, mark it and take note of it. Uh, here's the picture uh, of an army, uh, of a soldier. And he says, no man that goes to war entangles himself with affairs of this life that he may please who has chosen him to be a soldier. Here's the first picture. First picture is of a soldier. A soldier must do their duty. They must do their best. You know, have you ever heard it said, uh, a soldier, when they're out on century, they talk about being out on their duty post. You see, that's what he was reminding us. A soldier... Can't give in or quit or, or just walk away. A soldier is bound to their duty. You think of a soldier performing their task till the end. It's still sad today when we see them bring home our soldiers that have given their life, the ultimate sacrifice, given their all for their country, for us to have our freedoms. The first picture is that of a soldier. A soldier doing their duty, being faithful in battle, going till the very end, giving everything they have. That's what we need to be like, performing our duty, faithful. There's another picture. It's found in verse 5. If any man strive for the masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. It's the picture of an athlete, of, of a runner, an athlete that is running the race, they run the race, they press on, they run many miles for a little crown or a little ribbon or a little medal. They, they train, they give their best, they sacrifice. Have you ever seen what some of these runners do in training? 
I mean, they run every day. They train. They exercise. They watch what they eat. They are striving for the masteries. And they give their best. Training. They, they have a training schedule. The truth is, what a picture. When they run the... I was in Hawaii many years ago. My wife won a, won a trip. We were in the Kona Coast, the big island. There on the Kona Coast is where they run the Ironman Triathlon. They swim two miles. They run 27, 26.2 miles, run a marathon, and then they ride a bike 120 miles. I'm thinking, first of all, how is this fun, you know? How is this fun to you? But the training that goes into it, the work that goes into it, an athlete, that's what Paul says we are to be like. The army, a soldier, we're to be like an athlete as we continue, as we live for God, as we live and we press forward and train and give our best for God. There's one more picture, and that's a verse 6, the husbandman that laboreth must first be a partaker of the fruits. It's of agriculture, of a farmer. Farmers must not just be farmers when it's springtime. It's year-round. It's every day. They never cease from their responsibility. They are farmers all the time, cold and hot. Anytime disappointments come, when they look out and it's been a bad storm, they lose part of their crop, but they keep on working. They keep on laboring the husbandman, the farmer that works and gives his best to what he's doing, to have the first fruits, to have the crop come in. I'm asking you today, are you enduring, are you giving your best and doing your best for God? There's another thing. I want you to turn over to Hebrews chapter 12. Turn right over a couple of, just one couple of books to Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to notice Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Not only have we seen endurance pictured, we'll see endurance practiced. Look at chapter 12, verse 1. Listen to this as I read. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. Endurance is the same word. Endurance, the race that is set before us. We see endurance practice. Put it to the test. You see, if you go back to chapter 11 of Hebrews, it's what we call faith's hall of fame. It lists all the great men and women of faith that, that went through great consequences and, and lived for God and God used in mighty ways after all the tests, after all the struggles they had faced. God blessed them and used them and they, they made it. Now in chapter 12, he says, we are gathered around with so great a cloud of witnesses. You know what I think he's talking about? I think he's talking about heaven. See, there, I, I believe with all my heart there are those looking down at us today that have gone on before us. Those that, that may be relatives and friends and those that knew you that are gathered as witnesses saying, keep on keeping on. Keep going. Keep enduring. You can do it. It's worth it when you get here. You see, you see it. Matter of fact, you know what he says? 
He says, lay aside anything that slows you down or holds you back. What gets in the way of you running the race for the Lord? What's slowing you down? What's getting in the way? What's in the way of you living for God and being the kind of Christian you ought to be? Is it friend? Is it foe? Is it attitude? You know, here's the challenge. Challenge is for us to run the race. Listen to what he says. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. I don't know what sin is getting in the way, but maybe you're allowing sin to keep you back, keep you from doing all that God wants you to do. Maybe you're playing around with sin. Let me tell you a quick story. My good friend, Big Tommy, from Tupelo, Mississippi, when he was here for homecoming, sat right over here, big man, bald head, not Roy, but another person that was sitting over here. No, I'm just kidding. But he sat right about over here, and he was from Mississippi. He lived close to us, and he started, uh, there was all kinds of squirrels in his yard, and he started noticing this one particular squirrel would come up to him closer and closer. He began to give it peanuts and to, to feed it little by little, and eventually the squirrel came up to him and would even come right up in his lap. I mean, and he would, he would feed it, and he would talk to it, and he finally named the squirrel Fluffy. Fluffy the squirrel. <laughs> True story. I didn't make up the name. Big Tommy did. And, and so, and eventually, he'd get the squirrel, and he would hold him, and he took him. He had a big back porch, full screened-in back porch, and he got one of these big bird cages. True story. If you ever seen these big bird cages that go up real tall, and he would let little Fluffy come in the bird cage. He would feed it, and he took care of Fluffy and stayed in the bird cage pretty much all the time for months and months and months. And, and I kept saying, Tommy, you better be careful. You better watch it. That's still a squirrel. No, Fluffy's my, my pet. You know, he, he loved Fluffy. Well, Fluffy got to where he'd want to get out again. So he let Fluffy go out. Sometimes he'd usually come back. Finally, he went out, and he stayed out a little longer than normal. And he, as he started to come back, Tommy was going to try to feed him, and you know what happened? What? He bit that finger. <laughs> he reverted back to its nature. His nature is that of a wild animal, not a pet. And I'm going to tell you something. There are plenty of people that think they have a hold on sin. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I don't, it won't bother me. I've got this under control. And the truth is, sin is holding you back. It's that weight that'll slow you down and keep you from doing all that God wants you to do. So you see endurance pictured. We see endurance practiced in our life. And there's one final thing. And that is in verse 2. You see endurance personified. You see, look at verse 2 of chapter 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint or give up in your mind. He says, remember your example. Your example is not anybody. Your example is Jesus. Jesus finished the race. Jesus gave his best. Jesus even at one point prayed, Father, if there's any other way this can be done, 
Without me going to the cross, let it be done. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And Jesus went to the cross, shed his blood, took your pain, took your punishment, took your place and my place on the cross that we might have everlasting life. Yes, Jesus did not give in. He did not give up. He did not give out. He did not quit. He died for us. He said on the cross, it is finished. Not I quit, but God's plan is complete. Everything God sent me to do is finished. God, help us to press on and to do what God wants us to do. When we look to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who finished the job, that's our example. Let's don't get sidetracked. Let's don't give up. Let's don't give in. Let's don't quit. I've seen it too much over the years. Too time, too many times, too easy for people to become cold, to become indifferent, to turn away. On October 29th, 1941, Winston Churchill's most quoted and most famous speech given to the students at Harrow School, his alma mater. This was near the conclusion of his speech, and there's a lesson there so great for us, and it was a lesson for the students and Great Britain. This was near the end of World War II. They had been facing, Britain had so much opposition, so much terror that they had faced. Near the end of his speech, he said to these students, never give in, never give in, never, 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 never give in. And never give in in anything great or small, large or petty. Never give in. Never yield to force. Never yield to the might of your enemy. Never give in. Never, never, never give up. And he sat down. We need to heed the words. Tim Tebow. Like him or hate him as a football player or person. What a great athlete. What a great Christian. What a great young man, a true Christian. Uh, plenty of people despise him, not only for his football playing, but for his faith. Child of a missionary to the Philippines has done so much already for the cause of Christ. While playing football, 2009, on the football field, he had been knocked down many times. He had run over and run into many a person. But in 2009, playing against Kentucky, they blitzed, and he did not see the blitzer coming as they hit him. They hit him on his blind side, and Tebow's about 6'3", or 230 or 40 pounds, a, a brute of a man. They hit him running full force with him not expecting. As he fell... He not only fell to the ground with great force, he hit one of his own players. His head hit the back. If you watch the video on YouTube, he hits the, the back and his head is snapped. And as Tebow goes to the ground, there becomes a stunned silence and he does not move. 
he is laying there out. This mighty man of, of football prowess, this Heisman Trophy winner, this champion for the University of Florida, this young Christian man laying there out. The coach, the trainers from both teams, even Urban Meyer runs out to his side as they are trying there. He's laying there completely out. Urban Meyer said later, he said he was literally praying as he was running that he was going to be okay. When they got there, finally Urban Meyer reached down as the paramedics are trying to do their work. He was still out. He began to, to come out of his being knocked out, being unconscious. As he slowly awakened, and his first words, don't know if you've ever heard this before. I heard it the other day, and it, boy, it got me. His first words as he looked up to Urban Meyer, he said, did I drop the football? Did I drop the football? I'm going to tell you something. One day, we're going to stand before God. And I don't want God to say, you dropped the ball. Preacher, you dropped the ball. You didn't finish the race. You didn't do what you needed to do. I'm going to show you a little short video about finishing what God has called you to do. Finish the race. Somebody clip those lights right quick. I want you to see this and we're going to have an invitation. This is real quick. True story. Derek Redmond favored to win the Olympic 400 gold medal. Fifty meters into the race, Derek felt a searing pain. In agony, he fell to the ground with a torn hamstring. willing to give up, determined to finish the race, he continued. Breaking through the security, a man came to Derek's side. his father you don't have to do this he told his son yes I do he replied well then we're going to finish this race together
together, Father and Son, continued. Shortly before the finish line, Derek's father let him go to complete his race. Receiving a standing ovation from over a crowd of 65,000 people. When you don't give up, you cannot fail. Let's stand for prayer. Heavenly Father, help us not to give up, not to look back, not to get sidetracked. You've done so much for us. You died on a cross for our salvation. May we press on. May we live this life for you, the author, the finisher of our faith, our Savior, our Lord, and our God. Lord, help us to keep on keeping on. Endure, finish, not drop the ball is my prayer for this congregation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to sing 489. I have decided. Will you make up your mind and decide today to follow Jesus? You know the words, 489. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No Would you decide? Though no one join me, still I will follow. determined to finish the race. On your way out today, there's going to be offering plates in the back. I'm going to have a couple of the ushers hold them in the back. And this offering as we're re receiving as we leave is to help send the shoe boxes next week. Some shoe boxes are already coming in. If you'd like to give an offering to help in sending the shoe boxes, you can do it today or you can still give it next week. But we'd like to receive it up as we leave today. Just drop it in the offering plate on your way out. I hope that you'll make up your mind that we'll be faithful and do the things God wants us to do. If I can help you, pray with you, help you in any way, please let me know. Let's bow and be dismissed in closing prayer. Thank you for your presence and thank you for being here today. Brother Jeff, dismiss us in prayer.